0: Welcome to the WREL Dally Download. I'm your host, Allie Ingersoll. A walk around the region shows you some budding trees, some tulips are popping up, the typical signs that spring has arrived, and a warm-up is on the way, too. WREL meteorologist Kat Campbell joins me today to talk about the shift in seasons. Hey, Kat, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Hey, Allie, thanks for having me.
0: So let's start a little with the forecast. Let's talk about what's going on for this week into the weekend.
1: It is warm out there today. It's warm and it's windy. And today will be the warmest day of the week. Wednesday, we're going to be in the mid to upper 70s for highs. The winds are going to be very strong. We're talking winds gusting up to 45 miles per hour. Very spring-like with the warm and windy weather. But this is all coming ahead of a cold front. We've got the warming wind out of the southwest. Soon as that cold front arrives, it'll change out of the northwest. And temperatures will fall very quickly. We'll go. Uh, we'll see about a 40-degree temperature drop wow. from Wednesday after. Afternoon to Thursday morning and of course that comes with rain so another busy weather week in North Carolina is 70 seasonable or is that what we're used to now so 70s are common to get a couple of them two to three during the month of February but you know we've seen so far this winter eight days in the 70s and that's oh. not necessarily normal
0: so let's talk about longer term are there any weather weather patterns that are typical for our region for spring that people can prepare for now
1: well, spring is the top severe weather season. So I'm glad you asked. It's a great idea to start preparing. The earlier, the better. You know, make sure that you've got the WRAL weather app downloaded. Make sure you update the app, that you have your notifications turned on. And, you know, go over your severe weather plan with your family. It's never a bad idea to review that, where you would go in case of a tornado or damaging winds hitting your house. And, you know, if you want to be extra prepared, maybe, you know, have a little kit there, anything that you would need with you. With the
0: intense winds that we're expecting today, can we kind of expect any damaging
1: winds, any power
0: outages? So should people be prepared now?
1: I don't think that we're going to see any kind of widespread damage or power outages. But, you know, it's not out of the question that we could see it on a very isolated basis. But this is something more long term as we get into April and May. Those are going to be our top tornado months in North Carolina.
0: So definitely a good idea to get everything ready at this point.
1: Yes, at least historically, I should say that. Not necessarily this year, but historically, that's when we've seen the most tornadoes.
0: So pollen-coated sidewalks, I feel Mm -hmm. like, are very typical around here. Your car, when you walk outside and you can maybe write like a little note on it because there's just so much yellow dusting on it. What are some of the trends that we're seeing with pollen
1: count right now already and maybe going forward? So last year was record early in terms of the pollen. We'd never seen anything like it, but last year we had a day in the mid-80s in February that really helped the pollen take off. I remember it was right after that Canes game that they played at Mm Carter-Finley. I was standing out there, you know, with outdoor ice hockey forecasting mid-80s last year. So this year we do have an earlier than normal start to our pollen season so far. We've already had a couple of high pollen readings for tree pollen. We're not quite as early as last year but I mean last year was just record so it's hard to even compare it but actually we saw our first pine pollen reading this week so for the first time this season pine pollen was in the pollen sample of course pine pollen is the type of pollen that makes everything yellow most of our other tree pollens are invisible and those are the ones you know the Particles are too small to see. Those are the ones that people sometimes have worse allergies with. But the pine pollen is just so messy, and that's just started. Typically, it peaks the last month of um, last month of March or first week of April. So, a good idea now
0: to start taking your allergy. Oh medicine. yeah,
1: I already am. I already am. <laughs> I uh, I went outside yesterday to do some uh, work, and my eyes were itching so bad by the time I came back inside. Well, that is good advice for everyone. Is this
0: usually when we start to see the season shift in North Carolina or are we seeing it
1: earlier? I will say I don't necessarily think that this specific season spring is shifting earlier. We actually still have a lot of variability um, in terms of kind of seeing those ups and downs, the roller coaster temperatures that we always talk about on TV. It is very usual that we see those last into May Uh, Or not into May, excuse me into March and sometimes April and I think you know while the bulk of winter is over we are certainly still going to have freezing temperatures and we're still going to be dealing with these ups and downs throughout the month of March so we very rarely have this clean cut off between (laughs) seasons and I think we'll continue to see those ups and downs in between we're going to talk about winter after this break
0: All right. Well, we talked about the forecast, cat and now what we can expect. Let's reflect a little bit. I realized the other day as I was just kind of going through some clothes that I didn't wear a lot of my heavier clothing this year, those thick winter clothes. I was like, okay, like maybe I can put those away at this point. Was this winter similar to others or were there temperature patterns that were unusual?
1: It was one of our warmest winters on record. In fact, to date, and there's, you know, only a couple days left in the month now, um, we are at the fifth warmest winter on record. So very warm temperatures averaged at 47 and a half degrees, and that's about four degrees above normal. So, you know, a four degree above normal overall for three months is pretty significant. It was definitely a warm winter.
0: Yeah, that does seem really warm. And I guess why I didn't wear a lot of that clothes. Yeah, but
1: it was also very wet for us. We were over three and a half inches of rain above normal. Oh. Not top five, but top 10 for wettest winters.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of those weekends, there would be rain outs all weekend long.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if only we could have just had a little bit of cold air intersect with some of the moisture. We had so much moisture with us all winter. I know snow lovers are disappointed, but, you know, it, it's just hard to get the two to line up. Even though we had one of the wettest winters, top 10 on record, you know, we just never had it overlap with any of the cold pockets of air.
0: Yeah, someone I was talking to the other day uh, said that they bought their child a snowsuit because they were expecting there to be snow because it was so wet. Um, when you were forecasting this winter outlook, did winter pan out to what we thought it was going to be? Or
1: We knew it would be a wet winter because of the El Nino that we're in. El Nino years are very wet. We have a very active subtropical jet stream that just constantly brings all these systems our way. So, you know, with the El Nino leading to really wet weather... We also looked back at the temperature data, which didn't have as much consistency when you looked at El Nino years and when you looked at analog years, just, you know, recent kind of weather patterns in other years in history, and compare them. we The temperature forecast was certainly the tricky part, but when we looked at the data, typically during a similar year to what we saw El Nino-wise, a strong El Nino January and February were cold months. It was very warm in November, December, and then you had colder January and February. So we did expect to see some snow with that forecast. But, you know, nowadays we've got to talk climate change and start putting that into our winter forecast because just a couple degree temperature difference, bump up in the monthly temperature average can make all the difference when it comes to whether or not it's cold enough for the moisture to overlap with any of that. Yeah, like you were
0: saying, those four months of or three months of a temperature being higher, that could be a trend that we could see heading into the future.
1: Yes, and it's a trend that we have, Satan, when we look back at the data. Um,
0: so I moved here from Buffalo, which I talk about quite often, and Buffalo obviously is known for just having a little bit of snow. Yeah. <laughs> when I lived there, though, I remember I had friends here in the Triangle, and I would log on to Instagram or something like that, and I would see this time of year they would be outside and enjoying this weather, and I'd be so jealous about yeah. what life was like in the South as I was living in the North. Does that present any challenges as a forecaster that the North and the South have so – different variations in their weather like this month. Um, And I guess, how does that present challenges?
1: So I think it's funny you say that because I am from North Carolina, born and raised near (laughs) Winston-Salem. And we have the opposite when it's January. And we're now not everybody, but I would make the argument that a lot of true North Carolinians that were born and raised here know how rare it is to see snow. So we're jealous that you guys are getting to see (laughs) the snow in January. Not everybody. But I, you know, I know there are a lot of snow lovers here like myself, just because I've seen snow so few times in my life, you know, it was like like once a year that we would see snow growing up. So I always loved it. So I do think it's funny you say that because we're probably jealous of each other's weather patterns. Yes. But, (laughs) um, you know, we're always used to that kind of variability uh, with weather systems that come through during the winter. We know that we're not typically going to be the ones that went out on the winter weather. For us the difficulty comes less from the difference between the north and south and the difference between west and east across our state. So us being positioned in between the mountains and the ocean creates a really unique weather pattern that only a few places in the country see and that's called cold air damming and it creates a really big difference in temperatures from the mountains to the coast and how the cold air is set up and it's kind of a 3D look that you've got to look at. And that's what causes so much ice, is we get this setup where all the cold air is dense, so it pulls up against the mountains, and then you've got the warm air at the coast, and it creates this kind of triangle of cold air, and uh, that's what leads to a lot of our icing issues.
0: Oh, wow, I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Um, And I really thought it would be like a north and south thing and not an east and west. East and west. And I like that it's a triangle for the triangle.
1: Exactly. (laughs) I would would like if it weren't a triangle, and it was just like a nice rectangle of cold air, that would make it a lot more fun, because (laughs) I is uh, not fun for anybody. I think everybody, whether you prefer 70 degrees in the winter or you prefer a foot of snow on the ground in the winter, nobody likes ice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's worse
0: to drive in, I would definitely say. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So you kind of just touched on this, talking Mm -hmm. about being a winter weather lover. Mm -hmm. So what exactly is your favorite season, one from a
1: personal side and two from a forecasting side? From a personal side, it's winter. I fell in love with weather because I was so curious about snow. It's Sometimes the forecasts were wrong. I would get so excited to go outside and play in the snow with all my neighborhood friends. We would plan, we'd have our sleds ready and we'd say, let's meet at 8 a.m. Let's sled right away. And I'd wake up and there'd be grass, no snow. So I, I just started asking a lot of questions and became really fascinated by weather. And that's also one of my favorite things to forecast. But I also really enjoy severe weather forecasting as well. I had a close call with a tornado when I was a young child and also became really fascinated with how weather works and how tornadoes work. So those are my two favorite things to forecast. But, um, you know, I certainly never hope that a tornado is going to form the way that I hope a snowstorm is yes. going to form.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you during those severe storms for standing out there and reporting for us. We really appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the WRL Daily Download. If you listen to this podcast on com, you can find more podcasts by searching. From sports to true crime, there are plenty of shows to keep you informed and entertained. Thanks for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,